welcome in to another week of Are You Ready for Some Football League podcast. I am your host and commissioner, Sean Ward. I wanted to thank you for tuning in today. I'm so excited for this week. You know, we've got a special guest on the show later today. And I'm really excited to be able to go through and talk to him, see what his his experience drafting was, and ask him a bunch of questions about it. But we'll get to that here in a second. I wanted to talk first about this week we finally have football coming, and I'm really excited to go through and finally have some real football to watch, not preseason and such like that. And we also get to go through and see how our teams are doing and be able to see how we're going to go through and do this year. It's the first taste of seeing how our team actually is going to do. I'm just really excited to see how it's going to work out. And I think there's some really strong matchups this week, both in fantasy and the NFL. So I wanted to talk a little bit on the NFL first. We have the season opener, the game to go through and kick it all off on Thursday night. We got Green Bay versus Chicago. And I think that's going to be a great game. I honestly think that these are two of the better teams in the league. And I think this is going to be a division that's going to be busting down the door all season long. Another game looking at Atlanta versus Minnesota. Atlanta's always had one of these high-powered flying offenses, and it'll be really interesting to see what this year's version of Atlanta is coming out and then seeing versus Minnesota's stout defense and seeing what they really come down to be. Buffalo versus New York. While this may seem like not much on paper, I really think that this could be a game that we're all looking at and be like, wow, these are two young teams that have a lot of promise on them. We have the Rams against Carolina, two great teams, and I think that they could both do really well this year and see if Todd Gurley is able to go through and stand the entire year with his knees versus CMC running for Carolina there. Kansas City against Jacksonville, the best offense in the league versus one of the most stout defenses in the league, and I'm just excited to see what that's going to bring. We have Pittsburgh versus New England. Pittsburgh versus New England, I think, is one of those games that on a Sunday night, having one of the better two teams, historic franchises, going through and playing each other, I think that could be a barn burner of a game. And Monday night, Houston versus New Orleans. I think that this is going to be a real barn burner as well. I think we got two high-powered offenses really going at each other. So let's switch over now to the fantasy side of things. On one side, we have... Dalton versus Peter, Zabi versus Will, Tyler versus Scott, Daniel versus Mike, Emily versus Sean, Jesse versus Mary Jo. Honestly, those are great games, I think, all around, but there's three that really stand out to me in this one, and that would be Jesse versus Mary Jo. These are two teams that ranked pretty similar in my rankings. Jesse at a six and Mary Jo at an eight. Sean versus Emily. Emily scoring at a two and, and Sean scoring at a four. These are both two games that I think that these teams are extremely close and I can really see those going either way. And then I'm excited to go through and see if the upset can be made. T, Tyler going through and scoring last in the rankings and Scott scoring first and see if the draft rankings are actually going to go through and stand up to this and be able to go through and show why he was chosen number one or Is it all going to fall apart as soon as the season starts? I'm just really excited to see how this whole thing goes. It just seems like this is going to be an exciting year. I'm hoping that you all are excited. Remember to set your lineups on Wednesday because Thursday night is the first game. And be checking on it on Thursday. See if there's any updates on anything, especially if you have any Packers or Bears. And I'm really excited to see what this season brings. So, I said that we had a special guest at the beginning of the show. I'm going to go through and bring him on here in a second. Most of you all know him 
as Scott, but right now I know him as the outlier. He literally was an outlier. I did the math. He was two standard deviations higher than everyone else in the league. And I wanted to go through and see what he did to go through and get that title. I'm going to ask him about how his draft went, how he did what he did in that draft. And I we'll see if he's able to go through and hold up to it. So with that said, let's skip to the future and see what Scott has to say. So I'm here with Scott Liddell, and I'm excited to go through and have him on the show. We went through and talked a little bit about how his draft position and everything went. I don't, you haven't been able to listen to the beginning of the episode, Scott, but I've been calling you the outlier on the show, and I wonder what do you think about that idea of being the outlier? Well, first off, does that mean I have to change my team name? Because I did just change it to from the last couple of years. So if I can change it to the outlier, then that's that sounds like a pretty good name until the first time I lose. I mean, um, at, at this point, I think I think that's mandatory. You have to be the okay. outlier now. <laughs> Until I lose. Until you and lose. Just, and then I'm just the mediocre. Um, no, it's 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 funny. I uh, I actually have my my draft up, or at least my team up here. And uh, when I was drafting, I didn't I didn't think about it being very stacked at all. I was just like kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll pick up this guy. And especially with <laughs> being auto drafted, Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. is just like, especially at 12, it was. I mean, logging in after thinking I'd had 20 minutes instead of the five minutes I had to log in. Um, you know, it was, it was a nice nice sight to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, you you were auto-drafted those first two players, but honestly, I mean, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, and the first round in a PPR league, I mean, that's a, that's a good one-two combo for your wide receiver group. Or as long as Odell actually performs. That is true. I mean, he's on a new team. He's in a new setup. Who knows what he's going to come out and actually do this year, but I don't know. I, I feel like that could be something special with those two. Yeah, I think uh, – who, who's the quarterback for them again? I, I always – I'm terrible with remembering you guys. It's um, uh, Baker. I drafted him in my league, I think. Yeah, so it, it really just depends on how he gels with Odell, and I think that, that they could gel pretty well. They kind of have a similar uh, mindset, it seems like. Now, Odell, as long as he can get his damn um, – anger management issues under control and not, you know, smash through a plaster wall and fight a net, which I, I think he, I think he showed that he's gotten a little bit past that. Cause he, he seemed to grow up, especially after, you know, destroying the plaster wall at Lambeau field. Um, you know, it's, uh, not I, I better think he at all get past it. Oh no, I'm no, it was hilarious, dude. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, no, I think, you know, like you said, Julio, he's a little bit of a different player now than he was, back at that time but at the same time you know who knows what he goes through and brings this year so yeah I mean he's he's definitely I mean him and AJ Green and I know that a lot of people don't share my opinion of AJ Green but um you know Julio Jones is just in my opinion the rich man's AJ Green and I, I never get to draft anyone this this good and yep. so I always just drafted AJ Green because he he would have those monster weeks where I would he would just put up 30 points and I would win just because of him um, yep. As far as everyone else, though, like, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with with how it landed out, and and specifically last year because it, for uh, Philip Lindsay, he would not have been on my radar at all unless no. you and Daniel had been talking him up all last year. Um, and the same thing for Royce Freeman, but I, that was mostly because I wanted to handcuff, uh, <laughs> I wanted to handcuff myself on Philip Lindsay just just to make sure I had whoever starting that week, I have who it is. And I think that things like that definitely play a lot into this like you know Philip Lindsay who went through and had a terrific rookie year in that way but 
I mean, uh, let's see if he's able to go through and repeat in that way. Might as well grab Royce Freeman here, grab a secondary guy. We know that the Broncos line is decent, and whoever's running back there is probably going to have a decent year. So whether it's Royce or Phillip, I think either one of those guys is going to have a good year. Probably more Phillip Lindsay, though, having that year. Yeah, but with running backs now, you have a lot of teams are running doing running back by the by committee, and the best teams yep. are doing that. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I still think it's definitely worth to have him starting, and he's in my flex position now, and he's probably going to stay there because I'm I'm I might put him above Marlon Mack. Yeah, and so then there is um, there Marlon Mack, who I wasn't sure if it was a good pickup when I chose him, just because uh, with all the stuff going on in Indy, um, if if people aren't aware, Andrew Luck retired. Um, <laughs> did you know? Did you hear? Yeah, this is the hot take of, you know, yeah. three, month, three weeks ago. Yeah, Two exactly. weeks ago, I guess. Breaking uh, news. Anyways, yeah, breaking news. You know, you got it here <laughs> first. Um, but no, so uh, Marlon Mack, uh, I, I think he has the chance to, to be not necessarily, yeah, I guess I could yeah. say a sleeper because he's probably going to face stacked boxes because Jacoby hasn't shown that he yeah. is a starter quality. But I think because he's going to be so important because he's going to be that protection, that, you know, that dump off receiver for. Um, for Jacoby, at least that's the way I've, I've looked at it. I'm, I have enough running back depth that I'm not not terribly worried about it. Yeah, and I mean, looking at your team, running back depth wise, you know, Aaron Jones, your guy at Green Bay, Marlon mm-hmm. Mack, you have Philip Lindsay, you have Royce Freeman, you have Latavius Murray. I mean, that's a good group of running backs there. And you know, going back to my notes, I'm pretty sure you were you were up there. I put you at a running back tier of a six point six there, yeah. and I mean. I never thought I'd draft Latavius Murray again. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's burned me a couple times in the past, and so I was I, okay. I mean, it, it's funny how fantasy need... will do that to you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. fantasy is really easy to go through and be like, "I'll never draft that guy again," and then you get to the round, it's like it's the tenth round, and he should have gone two rounds ago. Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, and that's and I'm super happy I got Aaron Jones and Marquez Valdez Scantling, yep. like. Uh, and two, two Green Bay boys. I, I never get to draft Green Bay players because they're either yeah. really, really high up, like Tay and, and Aaron Rodgers, or they're so low down that they're not worth picking. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, going through and looking at some of these players you picked, I honestly, you know, I think we were saying this before. You said this a little bit before of you. none of these guys that you felt were like, oh, my God, that's the cream of the crop kind of guys in that way. But overall, your team just kind of – did well. I think the lowest ranked guy, and that was even, even not even that low, was Michael Gallup at a tier nine. You had a lot of people four, four, seven, one, three, two, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, eight, four, six. Just a lot of guys in really good kind of range there. I mean, I'd argue I have the best, uh, at least the best kicker in the league. Uh, so I have yeah. one best player. I know a lot of people would disagree with me, but Mason Crosby, I mean, like behind Vinatieri and uh, Janikowski and Goskowski, like, I mean, that's that's my dude. I don't know, but, you Greg know. the Leg out there and and That's uh, fair. He LA. hasn't played as long, though. He hasn't been that able to show true. that he could do it as long as, as Mason Crosby. I mean, we brought in competition for Mason Crosby this yeah. year, um, and then he won because, of course, he, did. Yeah. <laughs> he missed, like, two kicks the entirety of the, the preseason. And I mean, all practice, like, public yep. practices and the preseason games. I think one and thing I got the best tight end as well, Zach Ertz. I had to steal him from you. I'm sorry. You feel like you got the best tight end there. I I think there's a few people that would argue that Travis Kelsey has a little yeah. bit of a better year. But yeah, no, I th- I think that's probably true. But I mean, yeah, it's my man. It's my man, Zach Ertz. Yeah, no, it hurts so good. 
No, I'm not changing my name to that. No, we're not getting another name change. So uh, I guess I guess maybe if I lose, but then yeah, I'd feel bad because yeah. I'm stealing it from you. So I'm really interested too to go through and ask here that you know, in this pick you were the 12th pick in the draft, and I I really feel like going through and having those in picks, the first or second or third or like the 10th, 11th, 12th are kind of the ideal places to draft. I'm wondering if you feel like that influenced how well you did this season. Well, the, with the draft at least. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, drafting in the middle of the round sucks. I mean, it's just the worst. Yeah. So it feels good to see the six or the, or the seven, but it feels bad when you're actually drafting because you have so long in between. Mm-hmm. And you start seeing all these guys coming up, and you go, okay, cool, I'm going to pick. Oh, they've already been picked. Okay, but I got – oh, wait, but he just got picked too. So, you know, definitely, honestly, I think 10, 11, 12 is the best best place to pick. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I would I – would, I don't know if I'd choose it over one, but I would definitely choose any of those three over two or three um, mm. just because I would rather get two – tier one and a half guys or one tier one guy and one top of tier two guy then get a you know best player disposition and then my next pick is already uh, going into tier three you know what i mean yeah so i i I don't know if it's better than one because you know depend this year i would argue it is i don't think there was a consensus number one overall like this person should be drafted first in every league when it's like it's been antonio brown the past couple seasons i think this would have been the best year to not be number one but overall, number one's still obviously a pretty damn good position to be in. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that kind of point. You know, I feel like that end of the round, into like into the first round, into the second round, that kind of time is where you either see one of those guys that probably should have been taken a little bit higher up um, in that way, kind of falls a little bit, and then you kind of get that first pick in the second round. I mean, I think your one-two punch was Julio Jones and OBJ in that first round. And, you know, to be able to get like a one-two punch in that way, especially in what is a half-point PPR league, you know, being able to get two guys that are just going to catch a ton of balls. Maybe Julio doesn't get in the end zone as much. OBJ isn't like a bunch of like yards kind of guy in that way, but they catch the ball a ton, which in a half-point PPR is huge productivity. Yeah, plus OBJ will catch him one-handed, which doesn't add any actual points, yeah. but style points, which are important. Yeah, style points. <laughs> it comes when it comes down to it, style points still mean nothing, but it, it looks really cool. I mean, they they mean nothing in in terms of winning, but yeah. they mean everything in terms of uh, just like uh, flexing on the haters, as they say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you know you love me. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Um, so, one thing I did want to mention, uh, which you and I talked about before this, uh, is that mm-hmm. the draft itself went because because I I I'll say it I forgot that it was at eight, um, so you you thankfully corrected me on that and I went oh I have time and you know I got my computer set up I brought my computer with me because I I thought I remembered but mm-hmm. anyways so when I say brought my computer with me is because I was over at um, Toby and I I don't think anyone in this or not many people in this league know who Toby is yep. uh, he's one of uh, he's Related to Daniel somehow, basically. Anyway, so he, um, I was over there watching uh, League Esports when I was there Fake to sports. watch the final. Yes, yeah, sh- that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's why there's an E before it. Anyways, um, and so I was there to watch the final for the League Championship, and uh, I was drafting while doing that. And so it just was hilarious to me that I drafted, that I, according to the, the way that Sean, you did the, the math, 
uh, mm-hmm. drafted the best when I was giving it at l- way less thought than usual, <laughs> like yeah. significantly less thought than usual. <laughs> yeah, you had to cheer on your team, and maybe a little bit of their energy just it came into your draft somehow. Well, I mean, they lost, but you oh, know, <laughs> well, you stole their energy. Then I stole. That's God. That's a good point. That's uh, it. But no, it was it was funny. I mean, because I I would go. Okay, I know who I'm gonna draft, and now I'm gonna watch this. And then I heard heard the you know ESPN buzzer go off, and I was like, okay, is the guy I wanted to draft still there? No, crap. Okay, who am I drafting now? And it would give me, I'd be like, hey Toby, who should I draft? And he'd be like, oh that guy. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine, whatever. Um, so, so what I'm hearing is you cheated. Yeah, so, you... so Toby actually did my entire draft. It was just yeah. all an elaborate lie. Toby actually drafted it for me, and then I watched the game by myself. <laughs> so this is a great interview, Scott. I'm gonna go interview Toby now. <laughs> No, I, if we if we want to talk about that, he what he gave me one recommendation. All the other ones I did by myself. I'm a big boy. Um, big boy. Who was it that he who was it that he recommended I pick up? Um, hmm. I can't remember. Uh, it was it was in the later rounds. It was around uh, uh, ten or eleven. My um, I got a call from my from my mom half with the drafted. So I was like, okay, Toby, I don't have time <laughs> to think about this. Please tell me who you think I should draft. And I immediately bolted to to, to answer the phone call. Um, Man, I can't remember. I feel bad. But, uh, I mean, he definitely has a, a small fingerprint in this, but I, I wouldn't say it was large. <laughs> maybe that was the Michael Gallup pick, that number nine tier. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, I yeah, that, he's, he's, he's not good at it. Um, no, I yep. def- we can definitely look at, at how the order I drafted in, but I, it's not super important. No. Uh, but no. he definitely made me feel better about the Philip Lindsay pick because I was kind of iffy. Um, yep. And especially the and Aaron Jones pick, definitely. I was going, you know, I'm a Packers fan. I've obviously really biased like you yep. think what do you think of Aaron Jones and he was basically like I don't really know much about Aaron Jones <laughs> I said fine fuck it I'm gonna pick him anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean Aaron Jones he's he's a good running back with a good line in front of him he's got Aaron Rodgers back there in the backfield so no one's gonna stack the box on him he doesn't really have that much competition to like steal balls away from him I think he's gonna get a ton of carries this year and I think that's why he was ranked so high for the running back position well outside of game one I mean, I yep. look, I hate the Bears, but, I mean, that line is monstrous. Yeah, I was about to say, Khalil Mack coming off that edge. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be a rough game. Speaking well, of I which, th- are you excited for this game this coming Thursday? Yeah, we're going to beat the Bears. We're going to yeah. destroy them. Heavily. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a 6-3 type of game or something, probably, let's be real. I actually went through and I was looking at the line today. I think it's plus three for the pack. Really? Because we're playing at Soldier Field. Yeah. That's interesting. I that is that would be uh, crazy if they ha- opened the line at that. I think that's where it was when I went through and saw it at the beginning. I mean, we could go through and double check that. But oh, I'm googling this right now. I apologize. This is no, going to be cancer. But you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, these are the odds from CVS Sports as of four hours ago. Let's see. Uh, Packers versus Bears li- list Chicago as a field goal favorite, down from an open of three uh, and a half. Never mind. Yeah, it's so it's Packers. So pick. they have it at three. Yeah. Packers have a uh, a plus three, not a negative three. And the over under is forty six and a half points. Hey, 46. if anyone bets that's listening to this, bet the under. <laughs> yeah, forty six and a half is insane. Yeah, no, that's that's insane. I don't think either of those teams break into the twenties, let alone forty six and a half. I mean, I could definitely see. I could definitely, depending on on which Packers defense shows up, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bears score in the twenties. But I mean, in, unless. 
unless uh, Mac is just completely out of form or Rodgers comes out on fire, we're not scoring in the 20s. It, no. Like we, it would have to be ridiculous for us to score in the 20s. In the, in game one, the Packers always come out slow at the beginning of the season. Yep. I, it's frustrating, but it happens. New head coach, probably not yep. going to start faster than we have the past couple seasons. And we're playing the best defense in football. Until someone else is better than them this year, they are still the best defense in football. So. Yeah. I mean, fantasy-wise and just overall-wise, I mean, I don't think there's really a defense that can really step to them at this point. Yeah, no, I I mean, I, yeah, I can't think of anyone. Not really. Yeah. Well. I mean, anyone that picked up Khalil Mack would probably be up there, but it that's doesn't. True. I mean, they were a good defense before Mack, so. Yeah. No, I mean, Khalil Mack was kind of the cherry on the top for them this last year. Yeah, they just need an offense that can score, you know, more than a touchdown a game. But yeah. I'm not complaining. <laughs> so what do you think about your matchup coming up this week? You're going against T. Tyler in this next week. You know, he drafted – he was dead last in the picking. So it's kind of the 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 underdog versus the the reigning champ at this point. And, you know – I would hold off on reigning champ until I win at least a single game because I didn't win last year. Well, maybe – okay, then the outlier versus the bottom of the barrel – yeah, both outlier. Well, I guess he's not not an outlier on that position, but nope. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the looking at the projections now. I'm only projected to win by five points, so okay, that's that feels that feels very good. Obviously, yeah, um, that's what you want, right there, right? Yeah, I, I want yeah, because I don't want I don't want to destroy his confidence now because then he'll make all these trades and all of that, and he'll yeah. actually then beat me. I want to make it look like it's going to be close. Also, the hilariously, <laughs> I'm beating him by five, and he has Melvin Gordon in, who's projected zero. So technically. Oof. I'm actually probably projected to lose. <laughs> yeah. Hey T, set your lineup. It's Wednesday. I mean, no, don't do that. I, well, so no, yeah. So I mean, he he didn't. Okay, we're not going to get into the Melvin Gordon stuff here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to the first couple positions, he's actually got me beat. Quarterback, first running back, Chris Carson versus uh, Aaron Jones, and that's only because Chris Carson's the Seahawks are playing against Cincinnati. Like, yeah. in my opinion, once Aaron Jones gets out of playing Chicago at Chicago, yeah. then he's going to be better for the rest of the season. Um, as long as he doesn't get injured. I mean, hell, yep. he was the only player last year with more than, what, 30 carries with uh, uh, yards per carry over 5.5 or something yeah. like that? Yeah, like, I mean, Seattle runs a ridiculous amount just overall. Yeah, but I don't think Chris, Chris Carson is not, like, that feature back. I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about him, to be fair. But yeah. uh, my my experience with the Seahawks the past couple of years has been uh, not disappointing because I hate them, but disappointing for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, it's Chris Carson. He They're very much a running back on committee. They have Chris Carson there. They have Rashad Penny there. They have another guy. I can't remember his name right in this moment. But Chris Carson is the head of that committee. So he's probably going to see the most touches out of that group, but it's still a committee in that way. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, like, I mean, this is, this is fair. 247 carries for 1,100 yards, yeah. nine touchdowns. I mean that's I mean that is those are good stats. So yeah. I mean maybe I think wasn't giving him the credit he deserves. I still think Aaron Jones mm-hmm. once he gets going and gets out of this game with Chicago is going to be better, but I mean yep. it's uh, then Melvin Gordon, I mean I have nothing for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I, have, I have no comp- competition for him if he starts. At this point they starts. went through and said he they have said that they're not going to negotiate um any more contract stuff with him he can go through and seek a trade on his own if he wants but they're not going to seek a trade they're not going to be the ones to um go through and uh start a contract and either he shows back up or he doesn't i mean that's fair yeah. I, I mean I, I i mean i'm always on the side of the player 
almost always on the side yeah. of the player besides for what, uh, whatever Antonio Brown is doing this offseason. Yeah, um, well. So I don't really blame him, especially when running backs get so beat up and they get paid pennies yeah. for what they're worth. Um, but He's still, still on that it's... rookie contract. Is he really? Yeah. Man, that is just insane. Yeah, I mean, this would be his fifth-year option. That's why yeah. he's so frustrated is he's gone through and put so much. He's done so well, and he's still on a rookie contract. He's not making any money. It was the same thing with Elliot. Elliot was still on, on that rookie contract, and him signing that deal today, yeah. six-year, $90 million. That, that was insane. I saw yeah. that. Maybe not the number, 90 mil over six years. I mean, that's a decent amount for a running back, but like yeah. six-year contract for yeah. a running back? $55 million guaranteed. That's crazy. Yeah. He's not gonna. There's no way he's still with them in six years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I hope. I hope. I mean, I, I, you know, not a huge Zeke fan because I don't like the Cowboys, but like, I, I, I hope he's still around in six years in the league yeah. if he wants to be. But I, I find that hard to believe in today's league. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely one of those that you you don't know what he's gonna be like in six years, especially with all the wear and tear that running backs take in this league now. I mean, who knows what he's gonna look like. And speaking I mean, to of, be fair, AP's still around, but that is true. But AP just needs the money at this point. He has so much debt that he's just trying to pay off by running the ball. And speaking of big contracts, Jared Goff going through and signing the what was it, a hundred and thirty million dollar extension? Oh, that's it? Come on, man. You can do better. Or hundred and thirty, hundred and forty, <laughs> something like that, with a hundred and ten guaranteed or something like that? man we're starting to do nba uh, contracts up in here yeah i mean 134 million dollar contract with 110 guaranteed it's a crazy yeah, he, number did, did he just beat out uh did he just beat out uh wentz carson mm-hmm. wentz and he mm-hmm. beat out um my favorite quarterback kirk cousins for the largest guaranteed contract yeah and lord knows i made fun of the vikings when they signed kirk, kirk oh, yeah mediocre cousins to that ridiculous fully contract. guaranteed it's just yeah like i said we're moving to the nba now apparently yeah I Which don't think I don't necessarily yeah. hate, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that that's actually really good for the league in itself. I just think it's funny that Kirk Cousins is the first to do like really. Yeah. You're not gonna do that with like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or uh, like Jared Goff, Carson. Oh well, whatever. People know my opinion on uh, on Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But all right, well, I want to go through and start wrapping things up. I want to give you a moment here now to talk as much smack as you want against the league, against your opponent this week, whatever you want to do. Take the next 30 seconds, talk as much smack as you want. Uh, now I have a time limit. Um, yeah. Well, let's just put it this way. I didn't pay attention for the first half, well, the first two rounds, and then I paid a modicum of attention for the rest of the draft, and I still beat everyone when it came to drafting which honestly is kind of sad. Um, now, I'm just setting myself up for a huge amount of fail- uh, like sadness here when I lose, because, I mean, let's be honest here, I'm not going to win the entire season. Like, I'm not going to win every game, just most of them. Um, but uh, but we'll see. This next game I'm coming up, I, I, I'm not going to talk too much trash to T, because uh, as it stands right now, I'm, I'm projected to lose if he, puts, if he actually puts a running back in. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to start the season, make sure, you know, trying, I, I got all this attention here at the beginning and I, mm-hmm. I want to get back down to a, to a lower level of, of attention so that people don't see me coming when I absolutely smash them. I'll, uh, I'll be the first to score 200 points in this league this year too. Um, it's Oof. way harder with a half point PPR, but I'll still, yeah. I'll still make it happen. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Scott, for coming on the pod this week. Yeah. Thanks Sean, for, uh, for having me. It's uh yeah. This is really cool. I uh, you've you've won up to me when it comes to doing things for the yeah. fantasy football league. So I'm gonna have to figure out what my next move is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a what up here. You're gonna have to do a, a YouTube series, a TV show, maybe a movie. <laughs> We're gonna do, do a feature length movie for every week. Yeah, exactly. 
You're gonna have to bring. I'll just have in. to go on the McElboy show and uh, yeah, and uh, and do a podcast with them about the league. Get like Chris Hemsworth and maybe Scarlett Johansson. No, I'm not something. getting people more attractive than me. It's only oh. going to be people less attractive than me. Which, to be fair, is very few people that are less attractive than me. So you know. I mean, <laughs> Wait, I heard that. I heard that. Should say that the other way around. It's better for me either way. Yeah, yeah. But all right. Well, I appreciate you being on the pod, and I appreciate yeah. everyone out there for going through and listening this week. And I will catch you on the next one. All right. Bye.